Welcome to Windsor Christian Fellowship Church Podcast. Our church vision is to win generations to Christ, connect them to His master plan, empower them to succeed and grow the kingdom of God. For other podcast resources or more information about Windsor Christian Fellowship, please visit us at www.wcf.ca. Are we ready? I'm ready. We're going to be continuing our series on evangelism, but we're going to tie it in today on asking, answering some of the challenging questions that come to many when we start sharing our faith. And Kathy's a a master at studying these here areas out and has some really great materials that I believe is going to help us all. How many know that we have uh, an enemy of our souls that is out there? And if we don't understand this here aspect, the Bible says be sober, be vigilant for your adversary, your opponent, the devil walketh about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, literally to take out. And the Bible says whom resist steadfast in the faith. So what we have to understand is he is constantly bombarding my mind and constantly bombarding your mind with fiery darts. And the fiery darts are used as a metaphor of the strategies and the attacks that he sends against our mind. And they can be summed up in literally three areas. And I'm not going to develop each one of these. Uh, How many know it's not God that's tempting you to do evil? How many know the enemy is the tempter? And how many know God is the spirit of truth? And how many know the enemy is the deceiver? So he works through temptation. He works through deception. But the third area that he works through is the area of accusation. And if he can get you to believe that God, um, God is the author of the problems, God is the one that's causing these here situations, God is causing the pain, God is causing the suffering, God is causing, if he can get you into that arena where you no longer believe that God is good, come on, but you believe he's bad, then he's got a hook inside you And that hook will take you and it'll begin to pull you in to another whole arena of unbelief, to another whole arena of of doubt, to another whole arena where the enemy has a trap snared for you that he wants to lay it in fall. Now, I want to just start mine off with this here aspect. I closed off last year and I want everybody to stand right now. And I want them to turn up, to put up on the screen, Revelations 21 Verse number four on the screen in a moment. But I want everybody to look at your neighbor and say, do more than exist. Live. Do more than hear. Listen. Do more than agree. Cooperate. Do more than talk. Communicate. Do more than grow. Bloom. Do more than spend. Invest. Do more than think. Create, do more than work, excel, do more than share, give, do more than decide, discern, do more than consider, commit, do more than forgive, forget, do more than help, serve, do more than coexist, reconcile, do more than sing. Worship, do more than think, plan, do more than dream, do, do more than see, 
perceive. Do more than read. Apply. Do more than receive. Reciprocate. Do more than wish. Believe. Do more than speak. Impart. Do more than encourage. Inspire. Do more than change. Improve. Do more than ponder. Pray. And do more than just live. Live for Jesus. And everybody said, but hang on. In order to do more, there's some things in your life that you have to say no more. And until you say no more, you'll never do more. So let's start off on that. No more procrastination. No more could-ofs, would-ofs, and should-ofs. No more fear. No more hatred. No more bondage. No more double-mindedness. No more lack. No more tossed around, but steadfast, reliable, faithful, dependable are the attributes that I'll develop in my life. Revelations 21.4, everybody say, come on. A day is coming, the Bible says, when the new heavens and the new earth are going to come down from the heaven, come on above, onto the planet earth, and something is going to happen at that time. But until that time, something else is going to happen. But look what he says at that time, everybody. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And then what's going to happen? And there will be no more death. Guess what? No more funerals. No more premature deaths. What else? No more. Come on. No more sorrow. What else? No more crying. No more pain. All these things are gone for how long? The last enemy to be destroyed is death. There's coming a day where there's going to be no more death, no more sorrow, no more crying, and no more pain. But we're not in that day yet, which leads us to the message. You can be seated. You know, we've been teaching a series on, how, on winning souls and, and just on how we are the light of the world. We are the ones that people will read and, and know Christ through because of, of the word of God in us. And we're the lifesavers and we're the ones that God has called to share a message to a lost and dying world. And over the last while, we've been sharing on that, sharing on why the word of God is true, sharing on who Jesus is, just sharing on all of those things. And, and now today, we're, we're going to attempt, but we don't have a lot of time. So we, we may only get one of these questions answered, but we're going uh, to share on how to answer the hard questions. How many know there's hard questions sometimes people ask when you're sharing the gospel? And one of those hard questions is, why do good things happen to bad people and bad things happen to good people? And, you know, have you ever been asked that question? And, you know, sometimes you look around and you think, you know, you see somebody doing everything wrong and they seem to be blessed. And then you see somebody, you know, doing everything right and they're having all kinds of horrible problems in their lives and things going wrong in their lives. And so you question, we all question, you know, why? Why do these things happen? I want to clarify a couple of things. First of all, you know, when I say why do bad things happen to good people, do you know there's no good people? 
There is no good people. Outside of Christ, there's no good people. The Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And God said, Jesus actually said these words, there's no one good. Because in our hearts, there is sin in every one of us outside of Christ. Now, again, I'm saying this outside of Christ. Because, you know, when we don't have Christ, we don't have his righteousness. We don't have his holiness. We don't have, you know, the nature of Christ on the inside of us. And so even when people do good things, many times there's wrong motives attached to them. And I'm not saying you can't ever do good. Because God, right. you know, he, he created us. We are made in his image and likeness. And even though we've fallen from God's, you know, we, we still have elements there that, that God has given to us. But what we have to understand that God is good. God is holy. God is righteous. And the most important thing that we could ever know is the character of God and be confident of his character. And the problem with humans is we think we are good on our own. Right? We think we are righteous on our own. Mm -hmm. And the thing that caused evil to come about, see, God, when he created everything, he created everything good. That's right. Everything was created good. The angels in heaven were all created good. Lucifer was created good. And you can read that in the word of God. But then something happened where he lifted himself up and thought he was better than God. And that sin was the sin of pride. And that pride sin that actually caused Lucifer to fall is the same sin that is in every one of us. Ooh, it's quiet in here. <laughs> because our biggest sin is when we lift ourselves up and think we know better than God. Mm-hmm. And we make judgments of God and his character. And we make judgments on why did this happen? Why did that happen? We have such a limited perspective of what is going on around us and what we see. We, we only see very little. Yet God, who created everything that exists, sees all things and knows all things. And if you know his character, you will mm-hmm. trust him in what happens on the earth. Now, the one thing about sin is, sin is, is not without consequence. All sin has consequence. And, you know, you might go around and say, well, I'm, I'm not a terrible sinner. And, you know, maybe you're not a terrible sinner, but you're still a sinner outside of Christ. Again, I'm emphasizing outside of Christ because as believers, we are in Christ. And therefore, we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And that's a faith thing. And the reason I say it's a faith thing is how many since you've been in Christ have sinned? Right? Every one of us, right? Now, you know, we may not do all the things we used to do before we were a Christian. Like maybe, you know, we, we lived in a moral lifestyle. Or maybe, you know, we hated people and we were unforgiving and we were selfish and we were all these things. But even as believers, sometimes we judge people. How many have ever judged somebody? Come on. We gossip about people. We still might tell some lies or exaggerations. We still might act selfishly in situations. We may care more about ourselves than other people. It's getting quiet in here, (laughs) right? Well, there's so many areas where we miss the mark. You know, we might have favor over certain people over others. We might show favoritism where God does not have favorites. We're all his favorites, but he does favor one thing, and that is faith. He favors faith. And what we have to understand, because the world is a fallen world. It's under a curse. 
The Bible says Satan is the god of this world. And because sin is without consequence, in other words, in other words, even though you're in Christ, even though you do and you're righteous, when you miss the mark, you're still right with God. But there's still consequence to your actions. In other words, if you're married and you go commit adultery, you can be forgiven by God. But your wife or your husband might have a little struggle. And there will be consequences in your relationship that you may have to pay. And so we have to understand that there's a difference between paying consequences in this world and being forgiven by God. But you cannot sin without there being some kind of, you know, some kind of consequence out there. Because there's a law of sowing and reaping that God has set out. And it does not change. That law of sowing and reaping does not change. But we are blessed because even though this world is under a curse, the good news is this, and I'm going to read this in Romans 8, 17 and 20. It says, and since we are his children, Come on, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. But, but we are to share his glory. We must also share his suffering. So how many know when we live in a fallen world, and you're righteous, but the world is not righteous. How many know you're going to have some suffering? There's temptation all around you. There's temptation to compromise. There's temptation to sin. There's temptation, sure. you know, to be separated and set apart from this world is not an easy thing. And yet God calls us to that. And yet so often we, especially in North America, we compromise and we allow more and more of the world in. And then we wonder why we may have some things go wrong in our lives. But there's another suffering, though, which is a good suffering. And that's when we suffer persecution. Amen? Mm -hmm. says, yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory that he will reveal to us later. For all creation is waiting eagerly. For that future day when God will reveal who his children really are. Against his will, all creation, against its will, all creation was subjected to God's curse. But with eager hope, the creation looks forward to the day when it will join God's children in glorious freedom from death and decay. See, there is a day coming where there is no more death and no more decay, no more temptation, no more sin. That's exciting. Come on, Ken. For we know that all creation has been groaning as the pains of childbirth right up to this present time. And we believers also groan, even though we have the Holy Spirit within us as a foretaste of human or a future glory for we long for our bodies to be released from sin and suffering and we too wait with eager hope for the day when God will give us our full rights as his adopted children including the new bodies he has promised us so in other words the word of God does not promise us that we're not ever going to get hurt. We're not ever going to uh, not suffer. We're not ever going to have a consequence because of sin. The Bible doesn't promise us that, but it promises us that there is a day when we're going to have a new body, no more decay, no more sin, no more anything bad, and we're going to live as complete overcomers. However, today we have an opportunity where we can rise above the curse of this world because we've been delivered from it, but That's we right. can rise above it by faith and take authority 
over the curse. Dominion. Take authority over the sin. Take authority over the darkness. Take authority over the things that would try and bring us down. You know, so often as believers, things happen to us and we just take it. And maybe there's things we brought on ourselves. And even if you bring it on yourself, when you commit it to God and surrender to him and ask forgiveness, he'll take the curse and he'll break it and make something good out of it. Amen. We have that authority, but we can only get that by faith. We can only get that by believing the authority that God has given us, that we can rise above this world. See, the curse was put on Jesus. And when we're in Christ, we got to know that the curse is put on him. And we are going to be like him. How many want to be like Jesus? Come on. That should be our goal now. If you have any New Year's resolution that you should make, it should be, I want to be more like Jesus. I want to be like him. That should be the goal of every true believer, is to be like him. See, if we don't understand that there's a dominion mandate upon the church, when Christ 2,000 years ago hung at Calvary, how many know he took all the sin on, for all mankind on himself? He took all the poverty for all mankind on himself. And he took all the sickness and disease for all mankind on himself. He took all the rejection for all mankind on himself. He took all the self-hatred for all mankind on himself. He did it all for you and I. And it's our job to establish that dominion mandate into the minds and hearts of all the people. But we have to recognize, as Kathy shared, in and, on, in and of our own self, there's no good thing in us. And how many got an ugly side in you? Come on, just, just raise your hand right now. How many have ever displayed an attitude that you know is not from God? Come on. How many have ever said something that you know is not from God? How many have ever done something that you know is not from God, but you heard something since you've been a believer? I want all those to stand up right now. Okay, all those. Even Howie's having a hard time getting up, but he's getting up. Okay, so, so here we all are right now. But see, this is the thing about it. He knew that about every one of us before he ever went to the cross. And when he went to the cross, he took all of our unrighteousness, and Rick Shematero included, and gave us his righteousness. Come on. So the greatest thing we could do, everybody say this together. I got a new nature. I got a new heart. I got a new passion. I got a new start. I got a new hope. I've had a new birth. I got a new anointing. He's given me a new song. I got a new righteousness, a new commandment, a promised new heaven, a new earth. I am the salt of the earth. I'm the light in the world. I'm led by God's spirit. I'm the temple of the Holy Ghost. I'm redeemed, set free, ransom from the curse of the law, poverty, sickness, disease. They have no dominion over my life. I'm accepted in his family. I've been raised with Christ. I'm above the principalities, the powers, the rulers, the wicked spirits of this world. I'm over them because I'm in him. In Jesus' name, I decree 
2017 to be the year of release, to be the year of breakthrough, to be the year of forgiveness, to be the year of restoration, to be the year of release, to be the year of breakthrough, to be the year of restoration. And as you begin to say it over and over and over, you're now pathing the way. You're now paving the way for the rest of the year to be. It's not going to be business as usual in 2017. But you're expecting something from God. You're expecting God to move in your life, to move in your family. I, I, I heard this the other day. This is going to be the year of answered prayer. And it's even generational prayers that have been gone up for years. It's going to be the year of answered prayer. Now you can say, oh yeah, that's right. That attitude right there will abort what God wants to do. But if you say, yeah, I believe it. I take that prophetically and I'm going to establish it. You're going to see the hand of God move. Go ahead, girl. You can be seated. You know, the world's under a curse, and because there's a curse on the earth and Satan is the god of this world, bad things happen. But we can rise above the bad things. Come on. And you know, the worst thing that can happen to a believer is that they die. But that's the best thing that can happen to them <laughs> because they go into the presence of God. And you know, Galatians 3, 10 to 14 says this, but those who depend on the law to make them right with God are under his curse. For the scripture says, cursed is everyone who does not observe and obey all the commands that are written in God's oh. book of the light, of the law. So in other words, when we try to do things in our own ability and our own strength and give ourselves credit for, right, for our righteousness, then we're under the curse. That's right. It's quiet. So it is clear that no one can be made right with God by trying to keep the law. For the scripture says, it is through faith that a righteous person has life. And this way of faith is very different from the way of the law, which says it's through obeying the law that a person has life. But Christ has rescued us from the curse pronounced by the law. When he hung on the cross, he took upon himself the curse for our wrongdoing. Isn't that good? It's awesome. He took the curse. For it is written in the scripture, Cursed is everyone who hung on a tree. Through Christ, God has blessed the Gentiles with the same blessing he promised to Abraham so that we who are believers might receive the promised Holy Spirit through faith. Amen. You know is. what? It's all about faith. Come on, Ken. Having faith. And many times I've seen Christians just accept what happens to them as their lot in life and not fight the fight of faith. And the problem is some people don't begin the fight of faith until they're already being buried by something. We need to be operating faith every on, day aggressive. in everything in our lives so that we're strong when the bigger challenges come our way. And not wait until we're drowning in something to try and operate in faith. We need to have faith for everything. We need to live by faith in everything so that our faith is strong. But no matter what this world throws at us, no matter what happens... If you're a believer and you're in Christ and you're trusting in the Christ and you're trusting in his righteousness, then we have to have, there's, there's right. two perspectives you can have. There's two perspectives. You can have an earthly perspective, your limited That's perspective, right. or you can have God's perspective. Come on, Kath. And God's perspective is so much greater, so beyond what we can understand or know. And so even though we might look at a circumstance and think, why is this happening? What's wrong? I mean, just think of Joseph when he was sold into slavery by his brothers. He must have thought, why is this happening? He didn't do anything wrong. 
But his brothers were jealous because he was favored by his father. And so he, was, he, he went through stuff. And he could have said, forget you, God. That's right. Forget you. Why are you letting this happen to me? I've been faithful to you. But he trusted God because he knew God's character. And he knew that he would one day somehow be delivered. He trusted in the promises of God. When we saw the Samson play, you know, Samson, he had some bad things happen to him. Now, his problem came from because of his sin. Wrong choices. He had a woman problem. <laughs> and that brought a lot of issues, you know, in his life. But he was still able to fulfill in the end. He probably could have done it a better way had he been obedient. But in the end, he was able to fulfill the purpose God had put on his life to deliver the Israel, Israelites from the Philistines. And so we have, to, we have to get this. Now, I want to read the scripture. We're going to have to close. We're not going to get to the other question today because of time. But Revelations 22, verse 1 to 5, it says this. Then the angel showed me a river with the water of life, clear as crystal, from the throne of God and of the Lamb. And it flowed down the center of the main street. And on each side of the river grew a tree of life, bearing 12 crops of fruit wow. with a fresh crop for each month. And the leaves were used for medicine to heal the nations. No longer. Everybody say, no longer. no longer. Come on, no more. Where there be a curse upon anything. That means the, cur the curse will be completely eliminated from everything. Come on. For the throne of God and the Lamb will be there, and his servants will worship him, and they will see his face, and his name will be written on their foreheads, and there will be no night there, no need for lamps or for sun, for the Lord God will shine on them, and they will, will reign, reign forever and ever. Dominion and mandate. that is the That's promise the of all of those that are in Christ Jesus. So no matter what we go through in this life, no matter what circumstances come our way. We have faith to bring us through. We have God that will turn what the devil means for evil into good. And eventually the curse will be completely eliminated and we will reign in victory forever and ever and ever with new bodies that never decay and never die. And we have that hope as believers. Come on. And so when somebody asks you the question, why do bad things happen to good people? Why do good things happen to bad people? Say, there's another perspective that you don't know, that only God knows. And there's a way above, a way out that can change everything. And if we don't go that way, we're under a curse. And we will experience that curse in different areas of our lives. Because we are humans outside of Christ with a fallen nature. And nothing we can do will make us good enough That's right. to be redeemed from the curse. But God has redeemed us from the curse because of what he's done. Amen? And the dominion mandate is upon every one of you because you're in Christ. Dominion over your thoughts, dominion over sin, dominion over the demonic, dominion over your finances. Come on, church. 
dominion over your health. You have the mandate already given to you, but many believers just lie down and just let the enemy get the upper hand in their lives. Our prayer for you in 2017 is we'd be the most aggressive people in one area, and that's in faith. Come on now. Because faith has a sound. Faith has an attraction. Faith is a magnet that actually attracts the very presence of God to your life and to my life. Let's all stand as we close with the Apostle Paul's words as we break bread. If you don't have your communion element, raise it up if you will. But I want you to put this up there, Romans chapter 8, 26, the new living. The Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying, for the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. And we know, everybody look at somebody and say, we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. For God knew his people in advance and he chose them to become like his son so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. Listen to this here. And having chosen them, he called them to come to him. And having called them, he gave them, look at this here, gave them right standing with himself. And having given them right standing he gave them, what else did he give them? Come on. His glory. And then it says, what shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since he did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one for God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? No one. For Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted, hungry, destitute, or in danger, or threatened with death? There's your answer. As the scripture says, for your sake, we are killed every day. We're being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. Glory to God. Say no more. Is there a suffering according to the will of God? Yeah. Is it God's will that we go through all this here? Well, he said over there, this is because we live in a fallen world. But we don't have to be subject to the enemy having the upper hand over your life or mine. But we need to stand up against them. And everybody agreed, said, it's not God, but the thief comes but to steal, to kill and destroy. So quit blaming God for what's happening around there today and start rising up with your mandate. Whatever you bind on earth, God says, I'll back it in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth, what are you binding today besides yourself? And what are you loosing? is going to be the determining factor of how you'll finish 2017. Yeah? Glory. You know, we're blessed wow. to know what we know. That God has opened up our eyes so that we can see and know the glorious truth of the gospel. Amen. And next week, we're going to be talking about the second hardest question, which is, if God's a God of love, why would he send people to hell for eternity? How many have ever had that question? We got some great insight on that we'll share next week. But uh, you know what? You, 2017 is here. And we have an opportunity 
to make a difference. And if we live for this world, remember this world is under a curse. And when you live for this world and for the things in this world, you're operating in a cursed world. But when you live for the kingdom of God and you live for eternity, you're living in the glory of God and under the blessing of God. Amen? And that's what we want. So we need to examine our hearts right now as we take communion and just ask ourselves, are we living for this world? Come on. Are we living for the kingdom of God? Maybe there's some things God wants you to let go of. Some things that maybe have become idols in your life. And those things are sabotaging you from having all God wants for you. And they've opened the door for the enemy into your life. And God wants you to lay them down because he wants you to be blessed. He doesn't want you under a curse. He wants you to live in freedom. He wants you to live in victory. He wants you to live as an overcomer. So, Father, we just come to you right now. Thank you, Lord. And reveal to each one of us the condition of our heart. Lord, help us to make adjustments inside of our hearts that we would have a heart after you, a heart after the kingdom, and not this world. Father, what is most important to us is to know you and to be like you. And so, Father, we thank you for the bread that you made a way for us that that could happen. So help us, Father God, lay down the distractions, lay down those things that would keep us from you so that we can know you and all your glory. Thank you for the body of Jesus Christ. Amen. There's people here today that, and, and it's keep coming to me three weeks ago, something happened. There was like an assault against your mind three weeks ago, and it's just been a chaotic state of confusion. And it was three weeks ago that it hit. I don't understand why that keeps coming, but three weeks ago it just hit, and it's just bombarding your mind, confusion. You're trying to put your thoughts together, and they're just not, they're just not coming. There's a block that is there. If that's you, just raise your hand right now. Just, just... If that's you, just raise your hand. It's been three weeks that it just hit your mind. Just hit, okay? Is there anyone else? I see those hands. I see the hand. If there's anyone else, in the name of Jesus, we use our dominion mandate and take authority, and we command clarity to come forth into the mind of our brothers and sisters. I rebuke the enemy's attack. I command it scattered and shattered from this moment over their minds, wills, and emotion. There's somebody here that's had a deep seated and it's lodged inside of grief and it's time to move forward in it but you just can't get out of that it's just you you try to get up but you just you just stuck and and just moving out there's a spirit that's been released upon your life and some of you may not understand this whole realm but the spirit realm is more real than the natural realm and when that demonic clings on, when we stay into an area and our meditations begin to ponder upon what transpired and we just get locked in there. Moses was dead and they were still grieving many, many, way past that time frame that they should have. And, and they were stuck and locked in. God wants to pull you out of that today. I command right now the Holy Spirit chain to be broken, to be broken, to be broken 
by the Holy Spirit off of their minds right now. We put a chain upon them and pull them up out of the darkness. Pull them up out of the grief. Pull them up out of the miry right now by the chain of the Holy Spirit. We pull them out. We pull them out. And we thank you now that we're getting them back on the road. They're getting back on track with you. Begin to thank God that those that are in the rut. Begin to thank God that you're coming out of that rut. You're coming out of that grief. You're coming out of that deep sorrow. You're coming out of that heaviness. That depression is being broken off you right now. And there's an open heaven over your life. You're experiencing a peace right now now in Jesus name we release their emotions in the name of Jesus thank you Lord thank you Lord begin to thank God everybody in the house begin to thank God for his provision begin to thank God that you're not going back to that pit but you're out of that pit in Jesus name thank you daddy release now the law of the spirit of life upon everyone God thank you today thank you today We've had a good day here, but it's only the beginning, God. And there's still over almost 12 hours to celebrate your goodness every moment of it. God, as we partake of the cup, release all the residue of the old and release us into the new things that you have for each one of us in 17. Let us partake of the cup. If you need ministry, our prayer teams will be honored to come down here and minister God's grace to you. We encourage each one to be a part of the encounter this year. If you've never been on one, please sign up. It'll be something that can greatly benefit your life. And just remember that you're in Christ. You're not in Adam any longer, but you're in the second Adam, and his name is Jesus Christ. Have the most amazing day of your life, and so appreciate you meeting with us today at WCF. And thank you all those that watch by live stream. We appreciate you connecting with us today. Greet a few people around on your way out. You are officially dismissed. Have the best day ever.